0: Welcome to episode 569 of the House Podcast. I am Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rock Arts.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: And Colton Swit. Happy Tuesday, Nick. Happy Tuesday. Uh, you were back last week, right? Or were you yeah, out was, last week? Okay. I was
2: here last week, yeah.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't remember if it was the last week or the week before. Glad to have you again. How about that? Um, nice. On I, this I,
2: you should thank me every time I show I up. should.
0: You know, I, <laughs> I really should. On this week's episode... Um, We'll talk about a tiny little bit of League Cast news. We've got a ton of new news to talk about. Um, so that's going to be the majority of our show. Uh, we've got one starry, and we're going to probably just jump straight into competitive league uh, roundtable and mail fight. Um, we've got, it didn't sound like we've, we have very much, but it's a ton to talk about. Aiden, how was your week?
1: I think it was good. I won't keep. It, I won't make it too long. But I play. I started and finished Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
0: I. I think I looked back and I have. I think like sixteen hours of playtime.
1: It, it honestly, it was better than I expected. Um, yeah, it's a very average game. Like everything about it is very average. But oh my fucking god, dude! Fan service Star Wars shit is always so good. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I think um, I think uh, on my um, like official review, I was like, this game is a seven out of ten. Everything's a 5 out of 10, except for the very end, which it's brings like it all the, the way up so to I, a 7.
1: I knew of the, like, very big thing at the end. Um, that yeah, was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that thing's really cool, regardless even getting it spoiled. I mm-hmm. didn't know about all the other fan servicey things be, that come, like, before it and stuff. So, and I know...
0: Like, I I, this game's been out long enough that I think you could spoil it if you wanted okay. to. Like, so what, what sort the, of... The
1: big thing is, like, obviously the Vader reveal. Like, that's fucking yeah, crazy. probably the awesome.
0: fucking... And the the coolest part about it to me is that you're not even given an option to fight him. Yeah. Like, the, the entire, so like, yeah, the entire last boss battle is fucking run or you'll die.
1: Yeah. Like that's so sick to me i didn't know that you like your lightsaber would break you did to fucking go get your own kyber crystal yeah. and make your own fucking like, okay. that, that was yeah. like, that, that was really cool man and mm-hmm. then star wars music in general is just really good um oh so for sure. good yeah like the reality is is if this was branded as any other game um it's like a 5 out of 10 game mm-hmm. um but it turns out star wars is just a cool ip <laughs>
0: yeah for sure
1: but anyways i started mass effect
0: yeah the first one
1: yeah and it is fucking it plays like a 2007 game
0: <laughs> it sure does. Uh I will say I do think two holds up a lot better than one. Um, but my girlfriend and I finished playing through one. Um one's not very long if you like go through it though. It's not, so it's not too long. I will say for two and three at the very least, play through I don't know how um how often you do uh like side missions when you're just trying to burn through these games. Um but I would absolutely recommend doing all of the companion missions. Mm -hmm. in two and three i don't exactly know if there's a way to like go into your journal and say and sort by like companion missions or i think they're called loyalty missions uh you can probably just look up a list but they are absolutely the um the like the only side quests i would say are are mandatory i think um they're just really important to the game overall Mm -hmm. so that that would be my suggestion for uh for one and two or for i'm sorry for two and three hell yeah you get to them
1: but yeah, that's kind of my week. I don't want to like burn too much else. Uh, I guess the only other thing is I've been playing Hyper Roll TFT, and because I want to hit, my, I wanted to hit a hyper hyper tier, and I finally did it. Holy Ooh, shit! That game nice. is nice, dude. That was the worst patch of TFT I've ever played in my life. <laughs> um, oh no! Thank God it being it being shitty though um, allows you to just fucking AFK grind shit. So um, not a good huh. game, but I got there. But the new patch is out, and it should fix everything. So that's good. What's
2: What's wild to me is when I hit hyper in it last set or maybe it was two sets at some point I did that and then I like looked at like the distribution and like the the top hyper roll players. Like I think hyper you're you got there at, like what four thousand one hundred or so. Yeah. Yeah. Four
1: thousand
2: two hundred, yeah, and then like the top hyper roll players are like eight thousand. Yeah, it's fucked. It's ridiculous.
1: I mean, it's wow, definitely a skill set, dude. It's Like it, it's definitely less skillful than regular TFT, but there still is like some level of skill to it. I I just think that oh, like, yeah. this current patch is a fucking mess, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. But cool, yeah, cool, cool. that's that's my week. What about you, uh, Colton?
2: Uh, I didn't play like any league or TFT because I've been a, a busy. And he's busy never been boy. happier. <laughs> and I've never. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I'm just uh, work's been real busy. Uh, I, uh, I did played some disc golf this weekend, so that was really fun. Got outside, enjoyed a pretty nice day in the sun, um, which is something I could not do if I still lived in the Chicago area. <laughs> couldn't Couldn't go out and spend like three hours uh, outside without a jacket on. No way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really good. Um, I uh, yeah, I just have not been. Playing a lot of games with as busy as I've been, so I guess I'll hand it over to the one, the only Nicholas Cooper, who uh, also had a week that things happened in. I, I
0: did have a week. Um, I would say that I, I mean, I had a good week. It wasn't anything that was, like, super crazy, uh, I don't think. I, I think it was pretty, um, it, it was a good week, but... Um, i watched disenchanted with my girlfriend played uh, a smidge of league I, w- I wouldn't say i played too much um uh, uh aram i think is becoming less and less fun i feel like it's become more serious by the people that are playing it um so that's uh that's not very fun but otherwise i'm just looking forward to to the rank season um so i guess without further ado we should just get on with the show we've got too much to talk about you don't need to hear about my week um, no new patrons this week. Hey, if you sub to us, we'll read your name and you'll get access to a bunch of dope content. So, very cool. Um, Aiden, do we have any lead cast news?
1: Uh, nothing too crazy, actually, for lead cast news. Other than the fact that um, I would say there's a world in which we do community games sometime soon. But it's also ranked starting tomorrow. So, yeah. like, I could also see that being a little bit on hiatus for us to like kind of get our bearings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only thing I want to say at the beginning of the show is I, I want to announce our race to master tier thing Um, yeah so i i want to set some rules it's it's, once again for fun uh but i i thought it'd be fun to like have multiple categories and stuff like that and like have like different point values and stuff so Mm -hmm. i wrote up this little basic thing and then i want us all to introduce our own rule which is worth one point so there's gonna be three main rules like the typical first person hit master tier two points um uh, highest rank after 50 games, two points. You guys, if you want it to be 100 games, you can also do that. I just don't know if there's a world where I play 100 games. No, let's, we'll, uh, we can just do 50. That's fine. I think 50 is fine. Uh, we can also do like. It's, it's hey, well, just we'll tough
2: 50. because I think if I won my first 50 games, I'd probably still be lower ranked than if you won two games. I'm happy to do. I'm happy <laughs> yeah. to do like
1: 100, and if I just don't hit 100, then can nah, I just like, I, count my 50 or whatever? I, I think it's I think also 50.
2: Fine. I think 50 is good. I was just beeping I I I, I know I don't stand a chance on that anyway.
1: And then uh, highest rank after a month. Those are the three core ones, all worth two points. And then we all are going to introduce our own rule that's worth one point. For example, my rule is um, uh, least number of characters played.
0: Okay. I So I've been thinking about this. Aiden, I, I sent you my idea earlier, but I think I want to change it. I don't know. It's, it's going to take a lot of legwork, but I want to do highest average OPGG score... After 50 Ooh. games, I think uh, I think that'll be fun. I don't really know who like has the best chance of winning that, and I didn't want it to be something that would just be like mine, uh, like, like Aiden just... did with his. <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes <laughs> maybe. Um, well, uh,
1: but I, I, I think, think I it think would be like, fun. It, it can be like it can be like for you, but like it's not like you guys can't win it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, in theory, yeah, yeah. Like They're okay, everyone could most be like, most
0: Tom Kinch games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah like that'd be silly right but like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like in theory colton you, like one that would make sense for you that we could still beat would be like um uh most characters played diamond plus like that's like something that's super doable for us in theory mm-hmm. like
2: yeah i think i since we're already gonna have to kind of look back with nyx the the one i was thinking would be kind of fun would be uh highest gold per minute average Ooh. over 50 mm. games now is cause... that something
0: that like the third-party websites track
2: i believe so
0: okay because if not it's going to be uh if yeah a no if, if it's
2: not right there then I, I would change it to probably like most pentacles. It was my okay.
0: So one that's actually sick. That's actually so. (laughs) That is really cool.
2: Yeah, like that's because I think that that one is definitely like entirely earnable by any of the three of us by sheer dumb luck. Uh And I maybe give myself a slight advantage because I play more carries, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I play support so. Right, yeah, no. So I I want to give myself a little advantage being like Aiden plays Tom Kench, you play support. Yeah. If I if I just happen to like run twenty games of jinx I might get lucky. But also who knows, maybe Aiden will get a level one pentakill on Tom Kench like game two into the season. That's <laughs> <be> so sick. <laughs> Um so cool. yeah, if, if gold per it's not an easily accessible thing, then back up. I think so. CS permitted
1: is. I'm not sure if gold per is. That's like the only thing. Nah, mm-hmm. so it's
2: like it's gotta be about that gold so I can continue my inting strats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if um I think the way I,
0: I would want to do it is if you guys would like I'm just gonna make a spreadsheet of uh like averages or numbers that I can just quickly like average in Excel. So if you guys tell me, like, when you've played some ranked, I guess, like, when you're done with the ranked session for the day, I'll I'll go back and, like, add it to the spreadsheet.
1: Oh yeah. And that'll be oh. the
0: best way for me to do it.
1: I'm going to post this in our announcement. So it equals a total of nine points, meaning nine points is a weird amount. So I also suggest that if one of our listeners has a fucking really cool idea for something that's trackable that we can play against each other, if you guys want to suggest it, you can be our final point of the 10-point system.
0: so make sure to like
1: message us on discord post in our like different sections or like just email us or something we'll figure it out but just if you have a cool one then maybe we'll maybe we'll add it so
0: hell yeah awesome um do we want to get into new news we've got a lot to talk about
1: there is a lot to talk about all right Uh, first up
0: season 2023 aiden you want to you going to tell us about this? I think you're the only yeah. one who's watched the like all of the videos.
1: Yeah, I've watched them all. Um, most of them are pretty useless. This one's the probably the most filled with news, but even a lot of news in this is just rehashed stuff that we've known about, um, which is going to be a common theme here. So they released a bunch of different videos, the first one being the Season 2023 video. Um, so this includes uh, talk about the Ari visual update, which we kind of knew about. That goes live soon. Um, they announced a fairy skin line, which they highlighted mm. skins for Karma and Cliss. Cats and dog skin line is coming back with skins for Clyde and Kindred. Aesol and Ivern are also getting skins sometime this season. Um, Varus and Nidalee are getting visual, uh, sorry, voiceover updates. Um, there's going to be two rank splits uh, plus rewards for all ELOs. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit before. We'll, we'll talk about the in- interesting ones in depth in a minute. I just want to go through all these really quick. Um, they talked about a male enchanter called Milo and he uses fire and he has backpack. That's all we know about. <laughs> cool. About mid lane dark assassin called Fury with an emphasis on macro play and allusions to having multiple bodies this is the darkened hmm. dog character that we've heard about a little bit um okay and then the skarner visual uh update they said hey we've thought about his theme
0: yeah so, they they didn't really give much uh in terms of like where the kid is at right
1: so that's not coming out this year um yeah then uh they also showed a teaser image for a jungler that's upcoming it looked kind of like castlevania and it's like teaser artwork um then they announced a mid lane mage who looks probably ionian or uh from uh Shurima based on the Ooh. image that they showed and then they also announced that hey now you can select whatever language you want in the client so if you don't if english isn't your first language you can actually just play with your first <laughs> language
2: that's just now Yep, I 2023 that baby, that we've got it. Oh, as a, as right. a, it.
0: It was a third party thing. I don't think it ever existed uh, as a, yeah, uh, Okay, right, the only downside product. is if we
1: ever want to go play on LAN now, dude, we can actually play in English instead of just being the jungler. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm,
2: I'm so excited, so excited to play backpack mage.
1: Backpack mage, yeah, like all the all the champion ones are very. I don't know. We don't really know a lot of them. There's not a m- lot mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, I'm sure they'll be cool when they come out. I think the biggest piece of news out of all this is the info about ranked splits and ranked rewards. So we talked about it before. If you are a silver bronze iron player, you can now still earn the ranked skin and there'll be two splits. So there's going to be ranks, split uh, skin for the first six months of the year and then a ranked skin for the second six months of the year. There's going to be a soft reset in the middle of the year, like a very, very soft reset. Um, it's not going to be like the beginning of the season reset. So don't worry too much. Um, and, you can earn the skin just by playing and people have kind of worked out the basic numbers it's going to be in around 200 games for a silver player to earn the gold skin yeah so um,
0: the absolute worst case scenario if you go 0 and 267 you'll win the game or you'll uh, you'll you'll earn the skin
1: yeah it's 6 points for a loss and 10 mm-hmm. points for a win and you need 200 right i believe
0: yes you need a um... something like that is
1: like it's it's a certain number <laughs>
0: Yeah, wait, I think it's I think it's 80 points for gold and 1600 points for silver and below maybe. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if you can get it if you're below silver. I you I can. I'm not part. sure
1: if it's more is the only thing. I, just I think for it's, silver it takes I think it's just 200 a 200 games on average.
0: I think it's a flat 1600 points and you get 10 points per win, 6 points per loss. So yeah. if you lose every single game, it's 267 games.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I think it's like something that will A make more people want to play ranked because it's this weird we're currently in this weird situation where if you're not a gold player, you don't have a lot of incentive to play Mm -hmm. ranked unless you think that you can make the push for gold, right? And also, if you're just someone who just plays for the skin, you log in, you play your 10 games or whatever, play your 20 games, play your 30 games to get gold, and then you don't play for the rest of the year. It's weird that it's taken Riot this long to implement a two split system because i think every other game that has a ranked system like has multiple splits in a year um but i'm glad they are i think this is fucking great i mean fucking t- uh 11 months for a rank season was just way too long
0: no i super agree did you also mention um that if you obtain the skin you will not lose you'll like you permanently obtain it so even yeah, if you it's a get point system now yeah yeah so even if you get gold and then fall to silver silver as long as you unlocked it one time you, you'll get it which is, yeah, uh, which is really awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I I think that's been the the biggest thing is like that that disincentivizes like actually like grinding because if you're if you're barely making gold, you don't want to play any more games just to like have a chance at demoting and then losing the skin, right?
1: Yeah, no. I I always think that you should always keep rewards that you obtain. I feel like that ranked anxiety, yeah. especially in NA, it seems like compared to other regions, is a huge issue, and I'm glad they're trying to combat it a little bit. No, I yeah, super I, agree.
2: I I think the only level there, and I think we basically have had this conversation, because it's it's basically the same conversation, but as it like as decay, Mm -hmm. where it's like, there's, I think, past, you know, up up to diamond, I I think, you know, you should be able, like, if you get master and lose master, I I can see why maybe that you wouldn't get like master tier rewards in that chroma, but like anything below that, like if you hit diamond and drop back to plat, sure, give you your diamond border, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right, like is that cuz I think also th- there's a really big disconnect on that in, in terms of like if you scale it up towards the competitive scene, right? Cuz it's like if I'm really good on a patch and I hit master 400 LP and then they got my character and I drop back down to diamond 3, like I I was master 400 LP. Great, mm-hmm. that goes away. If if that character is really cracked and then that person wins LCS, like they still get that title they still get yeah. that paycheck like nobody nobody puts an asterisk and says like oh faker won this title because oriana Ori- was really good this patch that's an interesting way to
0: to put it like yeah.
2: I, I, yeah right like none of those accomplishments are bounded by a time frame like that and like mm. we've definitely seen teams that like were obscenely good for just a patch or two or like They were good in one meta and shit in another. Yeah,
1: exactly this year, dude. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, and it's like nobody or or very few people, I guess, should say like then go on to try and qualify those accomplishments to say like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're a world champion, but only on assassins patch. mm -hmm, Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good perspective. So yeah, give give people all those rewards again. I can I can see why at master plus, like again, you want some level of exclusivity there, and I think that part of like that skill level should disincentivize like being a one trick or abusing a strategy. Like if you can't maintain it across a longer time period, I, I feel like it's fine to discount mm-hmm. that. But, and I think that's that, the, I'm that's the point
0: on, I think that's the point in which, um, uh, decay should like start to come into effect, you know, mm-hmm. like where that point of exclusivity begins and wherever you want to draw that line, like that's okay. But yeah, I, uh, I agree cool 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 um nice what else is there anything else we wanted to talk about before we move on to
1: something else that's kind of all the things in there unless there's something that like it's all a lot of i mean i'm excited for new characters i think it's a lot of uh, boring stuff without seeing the new characters though Um, yeah
0: i mean saying like whoa here comes new character with fire in a backpack like there's only so much hype you can build from that right unless you're a clickbait youtuber
1: I mean, it's more the fact that, like, like you can say, like, I'm excited for a new Darken character. I think it's going to be really cool, mm-hmm. but I also don't know what they are, what they look like, what they do, Yeah, <laughs> how they'll be played. Yeah, um, exactly. And then it's just a lot of skin stuff, which I think is, like, fucking boring news, but hey, whatever. Um, Agreed. But uh, after that, there was a video called Dev Chat Mid-Scope Updates, which is a seven-minute video, of which six and a half minutes are them explaining what a mid-scope update is. <laughs> um, for those who don't know what a mid-scope update is, it's a smaller-scale rework, which seems, based on how they're talking about it, what is going to be the new direction for reworks. So rather than seeing huge reworks like oody skarner whatever we're probably going to see a lot more of these because they can pump them out easier and the just just to think of context the reason why they can pump them out so much easier is everything's already created for the character they're not creating a lot of new things for these characters they're just kind of shifting stuff around yeah um making giving them a fresh coat of paint without actually like designing like a full fucking visual rework up kit rework etc so it sounds like we're gonna start seeing these like every two months we're gonna see one of these um that's which pretty is cool really really cool i'm excited um i still hope they continue to do reworks but i mean based on how they announced the skarner thing man i i think it's gonna be like at best a, one rework a, a year um mm-hmm. which is a little bit sad but
0: yeah I think, I, I, I think at best is a good way to to view that
2: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to more frequent scope updates i'm a little concerned if the quality will be there because like you know we have had conversations about like what reworks are really good which ones didn't really land and i think on the most part uh, pretty much all of like the serious reworks have hit pretty well yeah um but like you know personally i would rather have two full reworks a year than like a good rework and then like five bad midscopes now i don't i don't think it'll be that way i think that they'll probably be pretty good what i'm more worried about is them putting weird shit in that when that midscope happens it's broken because maybe they didn't spend as much time on it where they're like hey midscope update we're gonna adjust some stuff with jarvin holy shit jarvin is 100% pick ban for the next you know month Mm -hmm. because like they they adjusted but didn't really calibrate.
1: I guess a good way of saying that is like if if a mid scope misses, it feels it feels like it's way easier for it to miss and it feels like worse. You know what I mean? Because they're obviously not putting a year worth of dev time into it. Just feels like Mm -hmm. it has a way higher chance of missing. Um, And they also just shake up shit that they don't need to shake up. Um, That being said, I I think change is good overall.
0: (laughs) I think so too. And when it hits, I mean we get characters like Gangplank and Scion and Poppy who all saw basically no play before their, you know, their changes and and now are, you you know, if not competitive staples, then at least fulfill a, a niche that is, is welcome.
2: So, yeah, so, And if any rioters are listening, listen to our episode where we reworked Singe and just copy that word for
1: <laughs> word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they also teased the next uh, Nico uh, midscope update. Wild, um, by the way. Which is crazy. She can turn into anything. Col- Colton, you should definitely watch that part of the video. Uh, they show her turning into a blasting plant and then turning into wolf camp and then turning into a Timo mushroom, then turning into a minion.
0: It's, it's wild because I feel like this... Again, just fucks new players and probably doesn't do anything for like existing players. I feel like it would be very hard to get the three of us to click on a blasting plant that we know is not in the right spot right
1: <laughs> i i mean like the reality is, it's probably going to be very strong um yeah but whatever I, I feel like the Nico is such a f- she she could be such a cool character she's based off fucking camouflage and stuff like that and she's played mostly as an on-hit character in which you can't use the on-hit passive mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
0: she is cracked as a mid as a uh, an aram champion by the way <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but I, I think it's cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. We know the other midscopes that are coming are Rel. Um, and, the, fuck, there's one more that I had in my head that I, I know is coming. But the Rel one also seems really good. The Rel did just doing the classic Diana treatment. Where they're just switching her abilities around. Which seems uh, to
0: be a fantastic change for her.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited, though. It seems like these are going to be fun. I hope they keep doing cool midscopes for boring yeah, characters. Yeah, I hope so.
0: I hope so, too. Um... Cool, 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 and then we have the state of the game, right?
1: Yeah, this one is fucking a whole nothing burger that they then tweeted about saying, We recorded this about a month or two ago, so stuff's changed. Um, so it's mostly just them saying, Hey, we made a bunch of jungle changes. It's supposed to help new player experience. We're happy about that. Um, we made a bunch of changes for top lane, and uh, it turns out the role fucking sucks, and people don't feel like there's any agency because you're locked into a lane for 14 minutes, mm-hmm. um, which I, I mean, I agree with. And then they tweeted, um, Hey, uh we've been seeing a lot of stuff we recorded this two months ago uh top lane and jungle seem good um but ad carry seems sad
0: (laughs) yeah i again i don't know if i agree with that i i am of the opinion that like i think i think top lane as a whole is not a fun role to play but i think the the strength of the role is okay it's just not fun in the way that it's strong i guess um,
1: I think games have, I, to have to be like 10 minutes longer for top lane to be a good lane.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like the characters that exist there just have so much power because they get the combination of like solo XP and yeah. um, like having full access to to minions and things like that. Um, but the the downside is, yeah, if the, you, you can't really do anything if the rest of your game goes poorly. Which is yeah, not
1: yeah, fun and, at all. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot. Like you, you don't get TV for 14 minutes. Yeah, and then the game is mm-hmm. on average and 25 minutes. Like I don't know. Yeah, and there's yeah.
2: you know, like Nick said, uh, you know, I I agree. I think Top is in a pretty healthy state of balance, but you know, the experience and balance are not the same thing. It's the same. You know, it's it's the reason that like Janna is always like a 54 percent win rate, but Janna is not the most played support right because mm-hmm. good doesn't mean fun always yeah,
0: yeah i mean I, there's the, there's a reason yasuo yone are always going to be two of the most popular characters and it's not because they're going to be good all the time
1: i mean even like I, i'm a fucking ad carry hater i think they're all whiny little bitches that being said like, I, I think the role is strong i would argue it's like the third strongest role in the game um but I completely understand it's fucking miserable to play a lot of times, just based on how it functions, right? Like, I, I, as a top <clears> laner, <throat> I can very much see the things that I dislike about top lane and see how those are similar to things that people might dislike in eighty yeah. mm-hmm. carry. Um, yeah, and, and I think and, and strength like, is different. <laughs> e, e yeah, up. for sure. There's... And
0: also, I carry is fine. <laughs> There's yeah. no way it's weak.
2: <laughs> Dude, I, I think eighty carry is probably fine as well. And And again, right, like, the, the strength of it versus the the, the feeling of playing it are, are different elements and like uh, uh, every role has things about it that yeah. feel really shitty and you know I, I could go on about it and you're like oh i'm the eighty carry and the four oh top lane malphite just kills me and there's nothing i can do and it's like yeah that that, that happens mm-hmm. but you know how shitty it feels when that malphite goes zero 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 and you got four kills bottom and just melt him yeah <laughs> it feels yeah. just as shitty <laughs>
1: I mean, fucking, my new fucking hotness is going to the r slash ad carry main (laughs) subreddit. Um, Unhinged, by the way. They are, I mean, that that like honestly, seeing how deranged these people are makes me think that maybe there's something is something. Maybe ad carry does need to be buffed. These people are broken. Like,
0: (laughs) but like I guarantee you, that's just how everyone sees their role, right? There's no way that. If, if you go to the top lane subreddit, they're they're like, Yeah, the game the, the lane's in a great state. Like obviously I wish it had more power because I want to be higher ranked, but yeah, you know, not a big deal. Like every everyone's gonna shit on the role. It's just like some of the I won't say excuses, but like the justifications are a little bit a little bit wild. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like
2: the people who play that role are obviously going to be the one who experience like the depths of the bad parts. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's so easy to point out, right? Is because, like, you know, every 80 carry main has had a game where they popped off in a game that they didn't get to play the game because their support was shit and the enemy jungler came and you're like, I had zero agency. It's like, and then again, like the, the negative circle jerk amplification of like one person posts that and everyone's like, yeah, 80 carries can never do anything. I got, you know, injured by my support and then the enemy vein 1v9, you you're like, well, you know, you know that there, that was a bot lane too
0: You know, the, yeah, those are the games that you remember is when you do poorly and you justify it by saying, I played well, right, in in my <laughs> wins and then my role is weak in my losses. You know, it's very easy to shift that blame away from yourself. Like, man, I, I instead of saying I laned really poorly, I died one too many times and, and that really just let me not play the game. It's really easy to say like like you were saying, wow, my support was shit and the enemy jungler came and it was a bad 80 carry matchup and my role's just dog shit. Like it there's a there's a lot of copium in League of Legends, I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it is like things that were preventable. Like I recently played a game as Samira against Caitlyn Lux and like no sorry not Samira as Nyla and it's Mm -hmm. like hey do you think it's a pleasant lane no it's fucking not because they both have double my range yeah i picked nyla (laughs) like yeah
1: i i also like this is like this is probably a bigger conversation so we don't need to get fully into it but i also think there is some psychological thing to it about being the 80 carry right like, it, like I, I think it's only mostly exists for eighty carries because that's what the role is, right? You pick this role and then you become a primary damage source on your team. You, that is your role every single time you play this this role, right? Um, you can argue that there's archetypes in the game that also do that like say if you're an assassin only player you probably feel the same right but i would say like if you're just a mid laner or just a top laner or just a jungle or just a support you have games where you're weak-sided right you're gonna play a tank you're gonna play a supportive character you, you sometimes you do play carries um, but that's not always your role whereas if you're the ad carry um that is your role every single game and when oh. you're not doing well when you're not carrying it feels like your role is a fucking mistake and it is miserable. Yeah. And I think there might be something to that. Like maybe it's like a l- I, going a little bit too far, like with the I, psychological analysis, but I, think I don't there's think it merit is. To it.
2: I, and I think what you're pointing out is one of the reasons that I'm like statistically a much better AD carry than I am is because I understand that I'm not the carry in a lot of games, right? Like my mid laner's popping off and it's like, cool. I'm not the carry. Like mm-hmm. I'm just kind of here, and like so many eighty carry players don't get that right, and like they refuse to just like I'm just gonna pick Ash and be an ultimate bot, or like yeah. I'm gonna be, pick Chin just for you, the utility. Well, like, no, I have to be the carry.
0: And a lot of the times that's like decided in champion select, right? Like you can't you can't pick uh, I don't know. Let's let's just say Caitlyn, right, and then say like. Well, I'm not the carry, so I'm going to build more supportive and, and just kind of amplify what my team's doing because that's all she does is do damage. So if you're playing mm-hmm. like it, from that perspective, yeah, your options are do damage and, and carry or that's it. Like there's there's nothing else you can do. So I think that that sort of like is, is where a lot of the frustration comes from as well. But then you get to build Bork first item. So I don't know why you're complaining too much. (laughs) You get to build nine that (laughs) does fucking 10k damage. That was like one of the downsides. Is like now we're forced to build Bork. It's like, yeah, that's the best item in
1: the game. I was was forced to build Bork on fucking Tom Kench.
0: No, I've got to build Jack Show this game. Oh, Oh, man.
1: Like, yeah no I, I, it's funny because i was literally talking about that i was like fuck I, I like jack show just isn't a fun item build but like man if, if your character is supposed to go jack show you should just be fucking eating good <laughs>
0: yeah exactly like it, maybe it doesn't feel good that you don't have the yeah. i don't know item choices but you also get to abuse like really powerful items and hit you know things you're not supposed to be doing earlier than you are
1: yeah Oh, that's, that's weird, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, I feel like there's something there. Um, and then the next little one was about player behavior. Uh, literally just said nothing. It was pretty well just saying, hey, we're working on more technology to diagnose if, like, it's a inter or not because computers can't detect uh, intention. Um, and it was, like, seven minutes of them talking about intentionally feeding in if they can detect it or not. So that's cool. Um, that's wild
0: because it can also, like, make the craziest like most realistic art you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life so I don't know I don't know about that one right, Games
1: we need like a breathalyzer and it fucking analyzes your rage <laughs> yeah. Um but uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then they also showed the Asol gameplay update, so they showed all of his new stuff. Um, Very cool. A lot of we don't know numbers or anything like that. It, it pretty well, we understand that he can fly. He has like a breathy ability. Um, he has a comet that comes down from the sky, and his passive is as the game gets, as the game goes on, all his abilities get bigger.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, until eventually, like I, I don't know if you saw the clip, Colton, but um, at the end they they showed like. Uh, i think it was ulting like he ulted someone and then the ult spread out across the entire map yeah like in and dealt damage that way it was really really cool
1: so he very Um, much is a late game mm scaling character yeah (laughs) which Um, makes sense
0: thematically for him right like i I like that
1: yeah we still don't know like what his numbers will look like or even how he plays we just kind of know what his abilities do Mm -hmm. um well you don't even really know what they do because we don't (laughs) have any descriptions we just saw them being used yeah Um, it was weird so when we get more news we'll let you know but that's kind of it for that oh i did want to say like actually there's two more things because we also need to talk about the fucking cinematic that i didn't uh put anywhere oh true um let's talk about the cinematic then so they also announced their uh season 2023 cinematic uh called brink of infinity um and it is a unreal engine five uh tech demo (laughs) Yeah, Unreal 5, like, camera pan through the map with champion quotes. Sometimes. Sometimes.
0: And also, like, famous clips, but I think there were only two.
1: It's... They 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 already put in an apology because it is fucking crazy that they put it with this um they pretty well said like hey we we were supposed to have something else it just didn't it fell apart we're sorry we'll work on communication yada 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 um dude it's fucking embarrassing and they knew it was embarrassing dude they put it out at 1 a.m uh, <laughs> um, I don't know it, it's, They call it a cinematic then they changed it to being called an anthem The anthem is a reused part of like a previous song I don't know it, it's a fucking it, It's it's embarrassing <laughs> Sounds
2: like some manager somewhere is like Nope put the video out anyway <laughs> With every employee well, telling them no
0: So they cited like um In their like apology post Hey COVID hit us really hard Like people We're, we're like pretty set on having everyone in the office and and a lot of people weren't happy with that along with just people moving on like normal um so they were short-staffed and haven't like really recovered is is i i think what they were saying Um, yeah
1: i i did want to like uh link that into the next thing Mm -hmm. because like the the short-staffed and people leaving and stuff is another thing that has been so the reality is, is all Rioters individually are doing their best, right? Yeah. I just think there is some incompetence at management and um, using talent and moving talent around. That's that ride's having issues with. For example, we learned through a Reddit comment today that the team that did the whole player profile rework, like you know, like challenges, all that cool stuff, that mm. it, it's cool. It's like not it, it's not insane, but it, it's it's cool. Um, that team was the game events team like the game modes team huh. um that moved on to do that right and then during the process of them moving to that team doing all that and then moving back they lost a lot of important people from the team um, and then some people just moved on to different projects and stuff and the game modes team just doesn't exist anymore
0: I see. So that would explain uh, quite a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, that sucks. And it makes sense that like, obviously people are switching projects. You but we might lose people um, and good talented people will move on different projects. And during COVID um, it's one of those things that as you're moving projects during COVID and stuff like that, you probably also look for opportunities at different companies and stuff. And it makes yeah. sense like why it happened. It just, the issue is, is right. Obviously had a game modes team. They moved people away from the games modes team. That team exploded. And there was nothing in place to put it back together that's my issue with it. It, it obviously there just wasn't enough of a need on their end or like a value put to it that oh fuck this game modes team exploded oh the lead on this game modes team fucking left the company um we better fix this <laughs> yeah there,
0: there wasn't a contingency plan or you know even just a, a backup plan um, it just wasn't important, To make right? it happen, yeah. And that's
1: that's my issue with it. I I think it's fine for, like, stuff during COVID to fall apart. People have to move on, people to switch roles, whatever. It's just you also have to fucking, like, make sure that that doesn't happen. That's the whole mm-hmm. part of, like, upper management.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, is, like, filling in those holes whenever they, you know, whenever they do occur.
1: Yeah, like, if you move, like, a really important dev to the MMO team, you probably should have people who filled in that slot, slot after, I would assume, mm-hmm. but... That's it it feels like just bet. it just feels like that's what's miss- missing at Riot currently. I feel like there's a lot of talented people, and everyone's trying to do good, um, and I really do respect all the individuals. I just think that as a cohesive unit, it is a fucking mess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone said a like a bad thing to say about the like the individual efforts that people are are you know putting into the the work at Riot. Um, it's just a lot of the yeah the the cohesiveness that uh, a large company like Riot should display is is a little bit lost, which feels bad. So cool, cool, cool. Um all right, then we're on to the patch, right? Is that where we're at? Um
1: yeah we can well I I don't want to go through it like fully like because yeah. first of all we kind of talked about it a little bit because we got this patch preview like three weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but I, I think just generally going through it like would be fine. I just don't want to like go into the numbers and stuff. yeah. Too no, much. no, We
0: can just do like the read the little blurbs at the top and then yeah. I guess talk about anything that interests us. Um, but yeah, Jax's mid scope is going to be live. All abilities have been adjusted. Um, you can take a look at that. Uh, essentially, um, they want him to have a simpler uh, get, or they they like his simpler gameplay and kit, but felt there was room to make his ultimate more interesting than. Just press button, get stats. So uh, that's uh, that's nice. We'll we'll have to see how that plays out. I'm a little worried because I think Jax is always a strong character, but that's all right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, next we've got Aatrox. Passive damage decreased. E has in oh, the the increased healing on his E that he gets from his ultimate is down. The bonus movement speed on his ultimate is also down. Yes.
1: Cool. Um, Fiora's uh, passive AD scaling is decreased, and her Q uh, bonus AD scaling is decreased as well.
0: Uh, also, Doctor. M- you skipped over Dr. Mundo. Oops. His base fucking... health is decreased, armor growth is decreased, and E bonus attack damage is decreased. So good. Probably
1: still OP. Yeah.
0: That's uh, probably Jace. a safe bet.
2: Base attack damage increased. Uh, The hammer form Q base damage is increased and the hammer form W damage increase. So just buffs across
1: the board. Wow. Cool. Um, Next is Cassante, whose base movement speed is decreased and his passive base damage is decreased and his W physical damage is decreased. Um, Probably still a Hmm, P.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Nerfing everything about the character. Um, Lissandra. Health growth is increased. Q slow is increased and the W cooldown is decreased.
2: Oops, next we've got Ramus. Base attack damage is decreased. Base health is decreased. The calculation on his W has been adjusted, and the flat armor has gone down. Armor scaling is also down. Cool. So pretty much just straight nerfs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Uh, Shaco, my new main is uh, getting changed. Uh <laughs> a cost decrease, backstab damage increased, WAD ratio increased.
0: Yeah, this is your main now.
1: I, I think he's one of the. I think he's the only fun jungler in the game. <laughs> Interesting. Okay,
0: okay. Um, Sion base health is increased. Q full charge damage is
2: increased as well. And next we got Twisted Fate. Q cooldown now decreases with rank. Um, only one second at max rank, so it's not obscenely strong. Uh, w pick a card. Uh, for blue and red cards, the AP ratios have gone up.
0: You the blue AP ratio is kind of wild. Now it's one It is point, naive, dude. 1.15 on purpose. Yeah, yeah. They added
2: point, <laughs> point 0.25, which I, I do like adding AP scaling to him just for the sake of like, maybe pushing away from the build rapid fire.
0: Yeah. Rapid fire everfrost.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Not like if they like that. can make people actually build AP on him, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: Um, next is Zaya, whose base attack speed and attack speed ratio are increased.
0: Yumi Q base damage is decreased.
2: Poggers. Uh, Zeri, attack damage growth is decreased, and Q base damage is decreased.
1: Cool, and then item changes. Axiom marks getting more lethality. Horizon Focus is getting more AP. Jack Show is getting its cost increased, and its stacks are going to scale more with um, bonus resist now, so it's more of a tank item, less of a uh, fighter item. Rod of Ages is getting more health and some more buffs. Rod of Ages keeps getting buffed, Man, it's actually just good. Um, and then Archangels is getting a big nerf, right, Nick? Um, no. <laughs> so it's getting its cost increased by uh, 400, um, but it's getting more AP. It's getting ability haste. It's getting a way better passive. Um, this item will be probably pretty good. It's very expensive now, but I think it will be very strong on a lot of characters. Yeah, it's definitely uh, and- more
0: of like a, a scaling item.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing is it gives a, a ability power instead of ability haste now, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. Witcher's approach is getting a 100 gold uh, cost reduction plus 50 HP on it, so that's also very nice.
2: Yeah, I think for serifs, the other kind of big thing is that I feel like most people who want to go serifs are going to be, like, control mages, so the lifeline passive is super good on them, mm-hmm. because, like, that is historically one of their big weaknesses is, like... Cool, I scale well and I can do a lot of damage in a long fight, but I just get popped or I get shit on early. So, this, you know, maybe gives you a little bit more survivability to get to that stronger power point of like three, four items.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, um, runes. Yeah, runes, legend tenacity getting nerfed. You'll get 20% tenacity instead of 30% at full stacks. Good changes. Um, some ARM adjustments that we can take a look at if you if you want or you guys can take a look at it if you want um competitive changes we already talked about this this was for the um rank splits and how you'll have a split one and split two um everyone gets three refund tokens there's new mythic content some bug fixes and uh what six skins is that right yeah six skins they all have chroma's Mythmaker, aurelia galio garen sever Zyra and Prestige Myth-M- Mythmaker Siver, and they've already updated this because there were more skins here um, <laughs> when the patch notes initially came out. So
2: I don't. Did you uh, mention that they're changing series from five to
1: three? That's what I was gonna mention. I, for, I for, we right, definitely mentioned that a couple months back when they talked about it, like when they first announced it. But I, I wanted to mention that as well. Yeah, that's a big change. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. We like that um yeah. cool so that's it for the patch
0: we're moving on to our starry then
1: yeah let's yeah move on
0: to our we've starry. got
2: one starry from uh, a bunch of binary which turns into raz and the title <laughs> of the review is good podcast with five stars and the the content says good podcast
1: oh thanks, yeah. raz. good podcast <laughs> <laughs> nice thanks um, Raz. i to talk about some competitive stuff
0: yes let's do it
1: don't hook up the doom or the gloom Let's talk about the Doom Those and then are we can, negative.
0: We can uh, oh wait, is the Gloom bad too?
1: Yeah, gloom is also bad, right? Oh,
0: you're right. Yeah, you're right. Doom and Gloom. Um, uh, let's do the Doom. Yeah, okay. Um,
1: LCS is dead, dude. LCS is doomed. <laughs> you know Lolly Sports is also doomed? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know uh, video games as a whole is doomed? <laughs> what about so, media? Just all of media. <laughs> uh,
0: Avatar 3, doomed. DOA, D- doomed on arrival. Um, yeah.
1: I guess you you should like set it up because I definitely have like, I, I, I think it's, I think LCS is a little bit doomed. I think there's merit to all this, but I feel like you have a very positive approach overall, Nick.
0: Yeah. I, um I, so I guess my perspective is I have to approach this in good faith, right? I, I think it is the only way to, um, to, to truly like be able to evaluate this without getting into re- like kind of ridiculous hypotheticals and things like that. Um, and we have to assume that Riot is acting in good faith in, in an attempt to, like they've said, um, to maintain this, uh, league and, and keep it going. I think um, it's crazy to assume otherwise. I, I yeah, do can fucking
1: purposely tank your media franchise. Like, y-
0: yeah, exactly. Even if it's not profitable, whatever, whatever, what, like we can have that discussion if we want to, like, yeah. I, I, I think if riot wanted to doom LCS, they would simply say, we're canceling LCS. Like it's not profitable enough, right? Like they, I think it would be so much more extra effort to kill the LCS over the course of like five or 10 years or whatever. Um, than it would be to, to just say, Hey, this isn't really profitable. Maybe it'll return in the future, like under a different model, but the current one isn't working for us. Yeah. Um, and from that perspective, like with that assumption in mind that they do want this to be a positive thing, um, I think the, the goal of their changes, however unpopular they may be for the North American audience um, it is that obviously North America isn't sustaining the LCS like we want it to. So we are going to try to make changes that are more internationally focused in an attempt to generate like international hype for this and you, you know, assuming it, it positively works like that maybe North America will be able to sustain it in the future and we can, you know, return to a, uh, a more North American centric league. And, and I think like that is the perspective I have on, on that, which is, is still a little bit sad, but it's not as like doomer as a lot of people have been.
1: Yeah. Um, Colton, Do you have any thoughts on it?
2: I, I mean, I may agree with what you guys said, like they're not intentionally trying to kill it. I, 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 doubt that very highly um i also feel like as as much as like lcs and esports in general is is not profitable in a traditional sense there's a lot of really hard to value things that it does add right like there are certainly players that would stop playing the game if you know if lcs was gone or you know there are people who would not buy skins if it was gone or like there are other factors and and i'm sure they have like calculated estimates as to like how much more player engagement having esports brings and that's why Mm. i think that they continue to you know at least you know support what they currently have if they're not going to like expand it but you know i think that's part of why they did expand a lot of it early on um I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like... W- were there major changes outside of the scheduling that people are saying are dooming the LCS?
1: Yeah, so they got rid of Dash. They're not having a host anymore. They got rid of Pastry Time. The Freak moved on to the gameplay team. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's mostly stuff with, like, they're getting rid of talent. They're not, like, keeping stuff going. They changed the LCS times to... It starts at noon uh, Pacific. It starts
0: noon, e- noon e- Pacific, no, yeah. noon Eastern, no, wait,
1: wait. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I, th- I think it's 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah.
1: So,
2: yeah. For, I don't know. For me personally, none of that really matters. Like, if and and I don't watch a lot of LCS, but like, if I do and and when I do, again, I'm watching vods. I'm watching it at like one and a quarter to two times speed. Like, the only time I watch live games at regular speed is like Worlds Finals. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um so like I, none of those changes really affect me and it you know it sucks that they're not retaining and their talent and like giving these people you know what at least they see that they like deserve I, I don't know what the numbers are and i don't know what like market rates are but what i feel like it's very telling that throughout the years a lot of their best talent has gone on to other things because they're not happy with whatever agreement they have with riot games um yeah so i think that's that the
0: sucks. that is the biggest thing to that that i will negatively talk about riot in they've always is, been bad about that yeah is that they are undercutting their the the faces of their league and i think that's probably the like if i had to live in a world where i i could consider like where there's this grand conspiracy to kill the LC- LCS, I do think like this would be the the num- point number one. Well, like it, it is wild to me that you have talent who want to like be the face of your game and interact with the the game in the way that they have before. And what seems to be the only disagreement, like on paper that we're aware of is pay for a, a company as large as, you know, LCS is or uh, as, as league is, I don't know, kind of, uh, kind of something that that leaves a, a poor taste in in your mouth. I think yeah. yeah,
1: there's fucking zero reason why they shouldn't have kept Dash. Like Dash went on stream and he's like, I I didn't even find out until like they announced it, sort of thing. <laughs> like yeah,
2: yeah. I, I also feel like I, again, I and mean, we've talked about how there are like revenue streams that Riot does not actually pursue, but I feel like that's definitely something that they could. Like if they don't want to actually pay the talent, like a certain thing, like they they could also do like you know, I, I guess I would call it like a brand deal, but just like hey, this is the dash skin. If you buy the dash skin, he gets ten percent of the proceeds. Like if
0: only if only there was some way to incorporate the voices associated with LCS into your your game. If if only there was some way to market that. Uh, you know in, in, in I, some in some manner
1: i do want to say that i think they this is a greedy shitty company thing i, I very much think that they want to stay away from stuff like this because the league of legends at the end of the day lcs world all that shit at the end of the day is is marketing for the game right mm-hmm. I, I think we can all agree with that and there is no from what we understand there is no money that the teams get from this marketing exercise that is competitive lol well, esports, right? Obviously, it's pretty straightforward that if Faker picks Rise, okay, Faker's a bad example because he needs skins. Let's just say Bjergsen picks Rise and uses the the new fucking 2024 whatever Rise skin, right? Mm-hmm. um Riot can probably figure out how much that leads to sales, right? They can look at sales and whatever players don't get a cut teams don't get a cut no one gets a cut from that right it's just a marketing thing and I think they want to disassociate that as much as they can because I think they make a lot of fucking money using a lot of esports as a marketing Hmm, adventure okay um I just don't know if they want teams to get a cut on that like I I feel like they're currently in this weird situation where teams don't get a cut teams don't ask for a cut um but maybe they should fucking be getting cuts because they're fucking marketing the game Mm mm-hmm
2: yeah and that's yeah right like I think that you're spot on that like they don't want to give those teams a cut and they don't they don't want to go into that space probably because it is so very, very profitable for them. and again, right, like that's that weird hard to calculate value of of esports is that uh, yeah, you know it it is ultimately like an advertisement and a marketing tool for the game, and advertising is an expense. And, you know, the, the the payout is that people keep playing the game and keep buying your skins and they tell people and they, you know, buy hoodies or they tell their friends, hey, you should come watch Worlds, and that person starts to play the game. Mm-hmm. Right? like
1: Yeah. Um, I don't want to be too doing Gloom, but I do want to say that there is merit, too, I think, to what a lot of people are saying. I think that I do 100% agree, Riot isn't trying to kill LCS. I think that moving the time zone is... <laughs> silly for other reasons but it's not because they want to make the viewership as low as possible. That's a fucking crazy person thing to say. Um I I do think it's shitty that they are obviously moving it to a time that doesn't favor NA players, NA viewers, NA whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, you you have a time zone that favors more of the world but less of the region that you're the players are from, right? That mm-hmm. that's that's whatever. Um but the, people for example, GBay put out a video, um very clickbaity. It's called like uh, is LCS dying? Whatever, right? Um, and it's clickbaity, and I feel like the comments and discord around it, even in our own disc, uh, our discourse around it, even in our own Discord, was not the point of the video. But I think the video itself had a a good point, right? He uses the analogy canary in the coal mine. For those who don't know what it is, it's like back when people like was m- mining was a huge thing. You bring a canary down in the coal uh, coal mine before uh, with you because if there was any sort of like. Um, like Like poisoning in the air or Mm -hmm. whatever, like the canary would die like immediately because it it breathes so fast, right? It has a really quick heartbeat, whatever. Um, And the whole idea of the video was the fact that it is worrisome, all these things that are going on in LCS, because obviously if you have, um, you're shifting the times, most of the LCS sponsors are NA sponsors, State Farm, uh, all these like Mm -hmm. various insurance companies, whatever, like all these NA brands. You're going to get less return on investment from your brands because your audience is now going to be less NA, potentially more. I think the audience, I think viewership for LCS is going up, by the way. Not by like a lot, but I think it's going to go up because you're getting all of EU, you're getting some Korea, you're getting some China, whatever, right? Just better time zones for all of them. That being said, for investors, it's worse. Like, fucking, no one in China is buying your State Farm fucking ad, right? Mm-hmm. The clicks don't matter to those companies, which means we're going to probably see a decrease in revenue for LCS, especially with the full. FTX shit to shit going down. They lost $12 million a year from the FTX deal fucking going yeah. to shit. Um, which means if investors pull out of LCS, um, that's bad. Like it doesn't matter. Like if if your major one of your major regions has investors pulling out, that could sink a fucking esport. That's that's the issue, right? If LCS fucking fails, that's not a good thing. It means U lcs is probably gonna lose investors i mean lck is gonna lose investors lpl is gonna lose investors seeing something go downhill that quickly is bad for the health of the entire esport and that's what i think the main point of that video was or the main doom of like what is what's the future of loli swords what's the future of lcs is if lcs dies man that's bad for the game like really really bad
0: yeah it's definitely bad for the game i, I don't think anyone would argue that i i it's just hard for me to make that connection personally um, like when we do see LCK, LPL, LEC, uh, essentially thriving, right? It, with with this past year, and probably those leagues are going to be more popular than they've ever been. With um, DRX winning, uh, I assume, um, we'll just bring in some, uh, some some new viewers and and more. Uh, there's just more excitement around it. it. So I guess like, I'm not making the one to one connection between lcs in those i i suppose um i understand where they're like maybe a connection but i i just don't think it's as um
1: immediate as it's not immediate no, for sure i i just think that there is a real world in which lcs investors sponsors pull out after this year because they have a way lower na audience mm-hmm. and that leads to sponsors pulling out of other leagues which then leads to a downturn for eSports in general. I think it's a, I, I think it's a super possible thing.
2: It, it's definitely possible. I also think it's very possible that like NA companies pull out as investors and then like Samsung and Alibaba and other like big international companies just buy those spots up for yeah, the, I mean, like, the Am- more international audience.
0: Like Amazon is going to be pretty unaffected by it, right? Like it's a it's got to be an international company.
1: Yeah, still, U.S. is, like, just a huge market, and, like, tons it of is, companies yeah, have, mm-hmm. like, marketing arms and marketing budgets that are for different regions, and typically, North America is a very large arm of these companies, especially, like, the larger ones, like Coca-Cola, Amazon, whatever. Well, probably and, the
0: largest, right? Isn't the U.S. the largest market?
1: Yeah. Um, mm. uh, outside of, like, our, like obviously China, but that's, like, a whole other ballpark. Um but I just think that like it, there's reason to be worried. I don't think it's for most of the reasons that people are talking about. Like I don't think it, just for LCS alone, without like looking at this wider picture thing, them changing the time doesn't fucking change anything, right? Like it, that, that's not killing LCS, right? No, it's yeah, just no, everything yeah, like, combined could lead to up. a environment that kills it. Potentially,
2: and, or it could it could thrive, and that's I, I think I.
1: And it's, I also think Riot's not fucking doing this to shoot themselves in the foot. They're doing it because they think this is the right option, which Yeah, and I, because uh, like I believe people
2: <laughs> people whose jobs it is to like predict what will be successful for the esport like made this decision and you know, hey, maybe they're wrong, but they're, you know, maybe they're right and I think that again like there's some benefit of the doubt there and, and there's something to be said about like the Reddit analyst versus yeah. like someone whose career is this and whose livelihood depends on this.
1: Oh, for sure. But there, there's also tons of merit of them like of us just saying, okay, they're yeah. changing the times here to maximize viewers for the next year or so until sponsors pull out. Right? Like, that's possible. Yeah, but as well. it,
0: it is. It just feels like such a doomer way to to view it, and I, I think like as soon as you. I think as soon as you admit to like accepting that riot would act in bad faith, there's no, like there's no further discussion that should be had because that's the only, like, that's the only conclusion that you can come to if you even consider that riot would intentionally take like their own
1: different things. Like I, I think it could be good faith for the immediate future of LCS, right? Mm-hmm. I just think it could be in the same breath, bad like faith for the entire future of, lcs <laughs> like i think those like can be the same thing right okay fair enough cool. i do think cool. that the time change will like increase viewership for lcs though and i think that's crazy that people are thinking i've like, saw people saying that if lcs viewership is going to go down by 60 <laughs> percent.
0: i so i i initially was on the i think viewership is going down train um i think native viewership is probably going down assuming yeah. you only count live concurrent viewers and not um for sure, like VOD VOD views and things like that, um, only because it's strictly a worse time for I. I would say the average
1: person. Yeah, it's fucking awful for most people. Um,
0: yeah, I, I would say the average person is working, at if not nine to five or eight to eight to five or whatever it is now. Like at the very least, they are working in the middle of the day, early afternoon. Or even or, kids in, or school. in school. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, no, it, there it, is like it's whack. that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But want to talk about Google. something more positive, though? I would love to.
1: Yeah. So they announced new MSI and worlds formats today, uh, both of which are a huge improvement. Um, there's a little bit of gloom uh, parts of it, but I, I think overall it's very positive. MSI is fucking awesome. MSI is now double elimination, which is fucking hell. Sick. Yeah. Uh, very, very cool uh, plans, but then double elimination for like main stage of it. Very, very cool. Um probably the best format they could have made for msi msi now in theory is a better tournament than worlds because worlds is awesome as well um they're doing swiss tournament swiss format um i like swiss personally um there are tons of issues with Swiss, which we can get into if we want um but overall it's it's still good it's swiss into regular bracket no uh, double elimination at worlds um but we'll see lots of uh more matches against different regions um so overall it's an improvement it's just it's just weird that they're doing the better format for MSI in mm-hmm. theory, <laughs> especially after I'm going to
0: say it again. Um, especially after double elimination led to the world championship, the, the world yeah. champion team, right? For so. sure.
1: Um,
2: yeah, the but only, it's really cool. The only thing I can think, cause I, I again, personally think that like the MSI double elim formats a little better, there's maybe a world where they say let's do it once with MSI because it's easier and matters less if we mess something up, and so that like if they decide to do like that format next year for worlds, they'll have learned those lessons and fixed those bugs. But uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I doubt so that that's the case.
0: This was actually some someone brought this up. I don't remember um, who this person was. So I apologize for forgetting. But I think i posed like what is the downside to having double elimination like is it like are there people who actually enjoy it and some resp- someone responded yeah i enjoy it like i i may be misrepresenting this part of it but like i am more of a casual viewer and i really enjoy the very very high stakes like if you have one bad series even as the best team in the world like that's sort of your punishment you know um that's yeah that is a a a boon i suppose i i I think i personally would rather see just like the highest quality league of legends possible and i think that only comes from double elimination but there are people who enjoy you know single elimination and yeah
1: a lot of people think that if you get if you get if you lose a series you shouldn't have another chance that that's like kind of like what mm -hmm. it stems from which i understand the idea i just think that Demo elimination will lead to overall better tournament every single time that's the that's the downside of doing yeah similar.
0: yeah I mean at the end of it like we all just want to see fun like league of Legends matches right and it it, it we disagree on how to get there um but it, I, that's that's just where everyone is coming from is like we want to watch good league of legends so yeah it's
1: definitely from like the perspective of like people would ra- like there's people who'd rather see cloud 9 upset a really good team which then leads to a worse semis or a worse finals than have seeing just like them have to play them again and then lose properly, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I I understand the idea. Like it's cool seeing your teams do well, but it's just worst league of legends. Like on average. Yeah. I
0: mean, so I, I'm going to make a real life sports reference. Um, literally last night there was the national championship game for college football. Um, and the score was the most one-sided in, uh, at, at the very least the last 30 years. Um, I think the score was like 65 to seven, uh, and not that double elimination would have fixed that, but that is sort of one of the downsides to single elimination, right where we got this Cinderella story of a team who had won five games the previous year, winning I think 13 this year. Um, and then they just got absolutely trounced by the the favorites in in the finals, which is like the uh, the um, you know synonymous to the allegory or the the example that you had of the of cloud nine winning. Yeah. So.
1: Um, I do just want to quickly explain Swiss. for, I mean, I'm sure some yeah, of love Swiss you. I don't Swiss know what Swiss is. is so. Um, so the general idea is you're going to go through plane stage, which is going to promote two plans teams. Uh, all the major regions aren't in plans anymore. That's what they're doing. Um, so there's 14 major regions and then two minor regions. So it's going to be 16 teams go into Swiss format. And the gist of it, the easiest way to explain it is you have to win three series. If you okay. win three series, you get out. And if you lose three series, you're out. So all the teams start zero and zero. You're in a like a big group of like uh one v ones, like eight eight teams on one side and eight teams on the other side. You play a match. If you win it, you're one oh. If you lose it, you're zero one. Hmm. All the teams that are one oh then go into a, another matchup against another team that's one-o. If you win that, you're two oh. So you're in a uh group with other teams that are 2-0. Um so you have to you have to win 3 times or you have to lose 3 times, whatever happens first. If you get, if you win 3 times, you're mm. into like a knockout stage. If you lose 3 times, you're out of the tournament. That's interesting. Are right, <laughs> okay. those it,
2: sets best of So the way are... that they're
1: doing it is um every single match that isn't a decider. So if you're if if you're two if you're like uh going to be knocked out or promoted, it's a best of 3. Otherwise, it's a best of That's one. That's cool. Okay.
2: That's Which a good
1: so, the idea of the format is that you're always playing teams, arguably, of equal skill because they have an equal record to you, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, teams that are 1-2 are only playing teams that are 1-2. Teams that are 2-0 are only playing teams that are 2-0. Um,
2: yeah, so hopefully more competitive matches and, again, more mixing up of who's playing who. Uh, yeah. Right, like, that's that's the idea. So, like, you get, you get a re- little bit more mix-up than the, the groups i yeah, really like well, that for format sure. yeah you're in
1: mm-hmm. the way they're doing it is the for the first when everyone's in the same zero zero group you have to play a team from another region which is cool um cool the issue the only issue with swiss which just to quickly talk about like the pros and cons of it is um seating has to be really fucking good or else you lead to these weird situations where guess what when you throw a bunch of teams into the one group how do you determine who plays who seeding right well yeah. what if say like na two wins and china four wins right do you get them to play each other or do you get, do you get na to play china 2 do you how do you how do you figure out this right and that's mm-hmm. going to be a weird challenge for riot <laughs> i'm not sure and also when teams get promoted when uh two teams are going to go 3-0 and two teams are going to go um sorry two teams are going to go 3-0 uh three teams are going to go 2-1 and then three teams are going to go uh 3-2 uh, just how, those are the teams that are going to get out of Swiss. How do you determine what seed those teams are that get out of those groups, right? Because mm-hmm. those teams are getting out the same. Y- usually, it's you determine. You have a panel of people who then go. They look at the matches and they go, "Okay, this team had better wins, so this team is a higher seed." So it's it's a yes, little messy yes. I mean, when could, it comes to seeding
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think off the bat, you gotta. I would assume that number of games is going to matter. So like if you if you won your best of three series 2-0 as opposed to 2-1, maybe you get some extra points. Um, game time maybe yeah. matters. Mm. And then, you know, I'm, I'm sure at that, that starting point, they'll just have it mapped out that like set one, you know, slots here, like winner of set one goes to this point. You know, loser goes here. Winner of next goes here, here. It, I, I'm interested to see how that actually works out, but...
1: It, it's a really fun format, though. Like, just once again, just to reiterate, um, so it's five rounds, um, you play until you either get three wins and you're promoted, or three losses and you lose. You only play against teams with the same record. Um, just to, just to, like, give an idea, so say Cloud9's playing, they go against Korea round one, right? Both teams are 0-0, Cloud9 loses because they're the weaker team. Well, now cloud Nine's in a group with all the other teams that lost their first match, right? So, mm-hmm. in theory, it's an easier match because you're all 0-1, right? And if you yeah. lose your second match, you're only against other teams that have gone 0-2. So like in theory, it should be like an easier match. In the 0-2 category, there's gonna be four teams. Let's just say Cloud9 lost both the first matches. They pulled Korea, then they pulled EU. Um, they're probably against a wildcard team in their third match. So you win that and then you're you're on your like final life almost. They yeah. get like life. So it's probably a good way of thinking about it. You have to win three, or if you lose three lives, you're out. <laughs> yeah, that's really so, cool. Um, another thing just to mention at a high
2: level is the least number of games we could see of a team is four. The most would be eleven in this set. If you yeah. right, so if you yeah, if you lose, lose, and then you know win the next best of three for all of those because all of those could be your elimination. You could play eleven games. If you just, you know, win, win, and then win that best of 3-2-0, you, you've secured, you know, first seed with four games. Mm-hmm. Um, but But again, you know, those teams are probably not the teams that you care to watch as much, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, obviously X team should get out of here. Obviously, you know, this whatever team maybe isn't high enough level for the tournament. But I also, yeah, like that, you know, hey, we'll probably get a best of three Either with like an NA third or fourth seed in a wild card, or with like two wild card regions, and like, while that might not be a highest possible level series, it'll probably be an entertaining like competitive one, right? Where it's like I'm probably not gonna ever see like a best of three of those teams without a format like this.
0: And, yeah, and that's just for that's just for play-ins, right?
1: Yeah, and then it goes to like regular knockout. I just think that Swiss is very cool because it's gonna it's gonna eliminate all the korea just shitting on some wild card team for a bunch of games like scenarios which mm-hmm. is, is really really nice I, I think it's a cool format not the best format in the world um but very very cool
0: yeah i mean definitely a step up right and that's all i that's mean all anything's fucking
1: better I mean, than single elimination yeah. watching korea just fucking shit on teams like 20 yeah.
2: <laughs> and then the knockouts is just gonna be eight teams best of five straight yep. bracket okay very fun so, no no changes mm. there
0: Cool. Are there any other uh, um, competitive league changes that we want to discuss?
1: No. We can just go into the roundtable then. Boggers, fucking wrap it up it. with Melphite. Uh Hell yeah. fight. <laughs> with Malphite. Um So last week's question was: uh, If you had to make a take shot when for League of Legends, what would it be? From our Twitter, Rusty Monkey said, uh, "Take a shot every time Riot nerfs or buffs uh, or changes Zeri. <laughs> You'd be dead." Huh. She's gotten thirty nine major changes by the way since uh, her release. Ha- I guess how would you classify major is that um like not like rounding changes
0: okay so any any change would be major even the ones she received today would you Uh,
1: those are included in that count i think but uh
0: so they were for for context i think her at max rank her q does four less damage and she has two less ad
1: growth per level i think yeah
0: okay so the, I, I don't know i wouldn't classify that as major either, but either
1: way like i i know she's been changed uh 30 she's been changed times a lot in, mm-hmm. in like yeah. eight months which is fucking crazy um yeah but anyways uh uh valteria said you ping mid missing eight times and then bot still gets <laughs> double killed and blames you that'd be a good one uh take a shot when um from randy take damage that is labeled unknown in the death recap remember the good old days <laughs> when everything was unknown Oh, that was, that was I, great
0: yeah i don't i don't know if it's gotten much much better there's still a yeah. lot that uh, needs to be needs to be fixed
1: from our discord dan man 96 said take a shot when someone talks about roll strength um <laughs> uh, wallace said take a shot when someone in team flames someone else for uh, why your team is losing uh Camelio said take a shot when anyone who is zero slash anything complains about losing. <laughs> and then Razgriz said, take a shot when Trin misses R. I've tried that one before and it quickly get it quickly spirals out of control. <laughs> are
0: you the Trindemir? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's
1: funny. <laughs> that is um, funny. Then just the speaker question is what are your goals for 2023, League of Legends? Hmm.
0: I would like to hit master again and you know what let's 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 aim high at least 200 points Ooh! i think realistically like i'll probably get between 50 and 100 if i hit masters like early at all um but i'd like to you know just crush it out as much as i can
1: hell yeah what about you colton
2: um i want to play probably significantly less league of legends and maybe <laughs> try and, and be a little bit more efficient with my ranked gameplay.
0: <laughs> I, I like that goal for you, Colton. And I don't mean that like in, in a, in a mean or like Mimi way at all. Like yeah. genuinely, I think that's a, that's a fantastic goal. Um, coming off of a, what I imagine to be a very frustrating ranked season at times.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to hit master and, and not have to be fifteen hundred games in to do it. Um, so hey, maybe maybe this is the year that I don't play a hundred different champions. Mm-hmm. And hey, that we're all gonna seriously. make it this year.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, we also want to. <laughs> this is this is like I'll a, a fun one than a serious one. My fun one is uh, we were talking about this a little bit with um Trevor, but I think I want to start doing like Flex Fridays or something with the boys mm-hmm. where every friday or whatever day we choose we like hop on for two or three flex games um and we have like a crew of like 10 people that we can like rotate it and like drop on. Have five people mm-hmm. yeah um i think that would be really really fun i also feel like it's probably more fun than participating in a league for us just due to our elo range and stuff like that but i feel like it's just really fun to play organized league of legends and take it kind of semi-seriously so
0: yeah i like that too i would be super down for that
1: Um, But my, uh, like, serious one is that I think I want to play more League, which I know is kind of funny after Colton's. I also um, like that goal for you. (laughs) But, like, uh, no, it's one of those things where, so there's some merit to it of, like, actually, like, I do want to see how far I can go. Yeah. Um, But there's also some merit to, like, I also feel like I can't talk about ranked as much without actually putting my money where my mouth is, you know what I mean? Of, like... If I only camp D1 and then hit Master here last week by like playing, I, I could have hit Master here with like 30 games last season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a good indicator of actual rank skill. Like I don't think I was bad, but like I don't know if it's fair to say like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking Master player with like fucking GM MMR. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is
0: like, I, I think an interesting perspective to have um, that I, I think the way Colton and I have Ranked experience is vastly different from the way that you experience rank. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's like a positive or a negative thing. Um, I, I I think it's just a difference. And I, I do think it is interesting when we get into like, uh, specifically when we get like emails or questions like, Hey, what, what do you think is the best way to climb? Like how, how, how have you guys, you know been successful i do think in that place at your peak and then uh, yeah (laughs) just have like giga cracked mmr where you're playing against players who are a full you know division ahead of you and still
1: maintain a 60 percent win rate bare minimum like and it's like like i'm not trying to like fucking be like woe is me or whatever like oh like i don't know if i deserve this or whatever but i i do think there's some merit of like i i feel like i should actually play the game at least one time before i quit at some point uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. and this probably is the season especially since it's only gonna be like a five month season i feel like i can try five months and then even next season i could do my like hang out and chill yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah that's been my goal i'm gonna try to play more but if i don't that's also not a big deal because i feel like there's other things that are more important in life hell yeah Ploggers. Cool. if you want to tell um, us what your rank what your goal yeah. in uh general for league of legends is in 2023 you can hit us up on our facebook page or surround our twitter at leakcast you can send us an email email at com, or come into our discord and post in our roundtable section that's discord.gg slash Cast.
0: hell yeah guys we're gonna move into MailFight. fight we have a single patch this or a single not patch sorry a single email this week um this, and it's from dippy
2: i feel like this might be it, it's got to not be a first but it feels like a first I think, I'm not sure if we've ever
0: had only one before. We've definitely had none before, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if we've only received one. Colton, do you want to read it or do you want me to?
2: I got this. This is from Dippy, who says, Nearly every patch there's a champion that is bonkers, or a champion that is suddenly struggling, or there's an item or rune that everyone is just waiting for it to be changed. Uh, and that Riot ignores for a number of weeks. I think that with every set of patch notes, there should be a list of between three and ten things that Riot acknowledges as a notable exclusion from the patch, where they would then write a paragraph <laughs> about why they didn't change it. The community often lacks understanding of why certain things don't get changed, and I think that the f- uh, flame Riot would get from saying... We are comfortable with Jinx being a little overtuned for a bit because new players who saw Arcane are excited to play Jinx would honestly be less than the flame that comes from blind community speculation, dippy. That is a very, a very interesting cool
0: Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. Do we Aiden, do you want to go ahead and Or or yeah. Colton, you can jump in as well. Like I was just gonna say how well, do like, you not, feel like, about
1: that? Jinx thing, but I feel like just in general, like hey, I think when we don't see any thought process on stuff that people are upset about, it makes people lose credibility in Riot when I myself know that there's a lot of very talented and very smart people on the team, on the balance team, um, and like for example if like they just had a blurb is like hey we're currently monitoring like Castan is 52% win rate and they just fucking buffed rod of ages and seraphs if they just had a blurb there where it's like hey we know Castan's really really strong right now and we're buffing two of his core items um this is something we're going to monitor especially for these levels of play um expect us to uh be looking at nerfing these aspects of him if he gets out of control
0: yeah maybe think- maybe just like a like a uh like path going forward like a future path you know, sort of like a like a patch preview, if like, hey, we're we're monitoring cast like you were saying. If things are too good, like yeah, like you were saying, this is what we're gonna nerf. Um, and just yeah. having that listed out would just be it. it
1: just, just feels night like day. the biggest thing like it would provide is like level of competence in like the devs. Like I feel like people. I, I would say the average person that I read about online thinks the balance team is fucking stupid. And I'm saying this in our community, on Reddit, on Twitter, on whatever, when they obviously aren't fucking stupid people. They're fucking talented game developers, of which many are high, you low. Um, but I feel like it's just because they don't fucking get to express their thoughts, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, as a casual player, or I guess not, not casual, but like as someone who is not playing competitively and. But also playing a lot, like the three of us should have a finger in the pulse of like, hey, this is Riot's thought process. This makes sense, right? This is the direction that they're going, and we understand why because we're experiencing it with our like multitude of games that we have collectively. And it's just like there are some things like I still don't know how Atrox isn't receiving harsher nerfs than he is. Like uh, this is this is a step up, but there was. There was a patch where he received, I think, like what two percent less healing, five percent less healing. Like it was, it was just such a small amount that for for a character who obviously was stronger than that, um, which just made no sense. So yeah, I think just a just a list of like currently monitoring would 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 go, you know, night yeah. and day. Even even if it's not as comprehensive as people want it to be.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think more transparency into the balance process is always helpful. Because, like Aiden was saying, a, a lot of people look at the balance team and say, ooh, they're dumb, they don't know what they're doing, like, how could they possibly make this change or not make this change? Um, and a- again, there's there's some reason behind it, I would say 99% of the time. You know, I, I can still disagree with the reason that they cited, you know, maybe they, you know, come out and they say, you know, hey, we know Aatrox is really strong right now, but we don't think he's too strong, or we think that there's enough counterplay and, you know, maybe I disagree with that, but I think that that's fine and probably better than like just doing nothing. Um, yeah, I feel like transparency in in that realm is always just is helpful again, right? Like, yeah, hey, these are characters are monitoring or, you know, characters that we see that the community has been talking about, and while maybe there's a lot of discourse around it, we don't feel like it really warrants a change based on the numbers. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see how that could really hurt uh, outside of, I guess, people not liking the explanation given, and then like going on witch hunts about balanced team people.
0: Which let's let's be honest, they probably will do with or without yeah the 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 communication. I think it just gives, like, like Aiden was saying a, a way for Riot to better communicate their, their philosophy.
1: I just think it'd be very cool if like rioters were respected, especially people on balance team. Like, how how cool it'd be if your balance team was like, fuck this balance team is so good. Like, they actually know what to balance, or they like they're smart about the game. Just it's never gonna be a thing, but I would love that world. That'd be so cool.
0: This I I actually like, like credit where it's due. I actually think the most recent item changes like the the jack show buffs the seraphs changes um are 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 good changes that really show an understanding of like the game and and how the item needs to exist but also be be nerfed um i i think that is a really like that change by itself was 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 great you know more of those changes um and and i i hope we see more of that i hope the rioters get their their time in the spotlight. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, do you guys have anything else? That's it. Awesome. That'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch at Blue Basket and Cast Frost um on twitter we are leadcast on facebook or leadcast visit our website leadcastpodcast.com join our discord server discord.gg forward slash leadcast and finally support us on patreon patreon.com slash leadcast thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye bye bloggers